Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Hey, we're back. Yep, mm. still here. Two-on-one podcast. I'm Adam. You love me. Daniel, how are you? You're I'm here. good. On cold time. day today, right? That's really, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Nice day. Is Alex, it cold? I have no idea if it's cold outside. No, it's pretty cold. Outside. I haven't been outside yet. Alex, how are you? Oh, not so bad. It's not bad. How are you? How are you guys prepping for the lockdown? For the lockdown? Well, we're not in lockdown. Well, I don't know. Adam, you're in Quebec. Yeah. Well, I'm coming to, I'm I'm coming to, I'm actually coming back tomorrow from the week of my mom's birthday. Oh, wow. I'll be in uh, Ontario till the 1st of December. But because of the lockdown. Is Quebec in lockdown? been in like a red zone i haven't left my apartment beside going downstairs to get groceries in about a month so I i've such a good like situation like that what? i'm having a grocery store yeah just down there yeah. but wait the we're upsetting, not in lockdown are we doing we're, we're gonna be on lockdown starting monday so the upsetting thing is alex and i actually can't go to adam's house for cottage pie exactly so upset we had that opportunity yeah, that one Saturday, but I think Alex was busy. Yeah, put the blame on me. Yeah. Well, mm. guys, Easy thing to do. Put the blame on me. <laughs> if, if everyone thought that Thanksgiving alone was, was going to be bad, I think they just had American Thanksgiving, right? Or is it coming up? No, it's uh, next, Thursday, it, right? Isn't yeah. it next week? Because it's the same uh, weekend as Black Friday, and that's the 27th, mm. which I think is next week. Listeners, don't go to stores during Black Friday. Oh, that's going to be great to see the videos this year. I'm waiting for Cyber Monday. Yeah. Have you guys, since Christmas is coming up, how are you, how are you looking for your Christmas shopping? Amazon. Amazon? Are you done yet? or have you- No. You know what we should do Hold on. for other households? For like what? 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 Just a picture of yourself signed. Keep this for the future. It might mm-hmm. be valuable. Oh, yeah. That's what you say. Terrible gift. <laughs> how are you doing in your Christmas shopping? I just gave you my idea. I know, but I mean, have like, you started Christmas shopping? Family, though. Like you, have hmm. you actually, like, are you, is, is this your plan? You're going to get all your family printed pictures of you, black and white, signed? Yeah, I mean, why not? If you buy it in bulk, it's going to be like, oh, it's going to be black. It's going to be a black and white picture. You're not even going to splurge so, on the color. I don't know. Yeah. You haven't started either. Austerity measures for a student, right? So you haven't started your Christmas shop? I don't like. When do you guys usually start yours? Like I'm, I finished yesterday. You're done? Wow, you. I I spent all day yesterday figuring out what I was getting everyone, and I ordered it all. So the yeah. journalist deadline motto doesn't really hit you that well, right? Like I'm I'm going for that uh, you know, day before, two days before. Well, think of it. Like I file it. Everything. Well, normally ordering stuff gets really annoying. Mm. You know, if, especially if you try and find a more unique sort of gift, uh, like both, like closer it gets to December and everything's going to be even more backlog. 
So I yeah. wanted to get all my stuff done. So mm-hmm. I would for sure have everything. Like I am getting the latest I'm getting delivered something, which I'm getting from my brother or I may keep. I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I'm getting on the 14th of December. Everything else is starting to come starting today, actually. But I, I'm getting it delivered to my parents' place in Pickering, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be back and forth for holidays from Montreal and that, right? But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm no, Adam, you know, yet. you didn't have to get anything for, like special for Alex and I. We will, we will be thankful for whatever you got us. Good, because I again, <laughs> again, Daniel's just including me in things we haven't discussed before. <laughs> I don't even. We should do that eventually. We should do a two-on-one podcast, Secret Santa. Even though mm-hmm. it's fifty-fifty, who we're gonna get? Maybe yeah. we we'll get Mike on. Yeah, I brought up the idea already, though. Like the the Tim's cards. How are we gonna trade these now? I don't know. You know what's funny? I have um, I have a hundred dollar Tim's gift card. Uh, that's in in uh, Toronto. Oh, I no. told my yeah. mom who's obviously on her way to work. She gets a coffee every morning. I'm like, you use my card and you get me those cards. And I think she has around eight packs waiting for me. At home. You can just why don't you just spend? Because you can buy the pack separately, right? Yeah. Why don't you just spend the hundred dollar gift card? Be like, I want a hundred dollars worth of Tim Hortons. Hockey cards and one coffee, please. Just you know, to make coffee. sure the promotion is uh, working. I think one time I asked for ten packs <clears throat> when I bought God. one coffee, but they're like, no, the limit is I think three per customer. Oh, so I got funny. my mom and my sisters to each get one coffee, and then they got three packs at the same time after me. So here's here's what's weird. And by the way, Alex, um, I could do that, but at the same time, if my mom is is doing the legwork here, I got to cut her in. So fair, like, might as well. And again, it's going to be cheaper because it's only a dollar for the cards if you, uh, oh, if you get it along with the drink, right? So that is true. About, you know, you gotta you gotta be a good person. It's the you make good points. Yeah, and again, her birthday is on the twenty sixth, so I thought you know what, a bit of an early gift as well because like everyone's been it. It's like my my stepfather's birthday has passed, my brother's has mine, obviously. Now my mom's and it's just been a whole like everyone's at that point where they've had a COVID birthday. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. Right? Yes, but, it does. Yeah. We should talk about hockey, right? Or want to talk about basketball first, actually. Somehow. Fred Van Vliet. He's breaking back. news. Yeah, right before the show. What mm-hmm. was the deal again? Like four years? Four years, eighty-five million dollars. Yeah. I I couldn't do the math in my head, so I had to figure it out. Twenty something, right? <clears throat> Twenty-one point two five. Close undrafted really yes from wichita is that, state is that as big of a story in the nba as normally is in the nhl yeah it's pretty big because um he played i think yeah the full four years of his ncaa eligibility so that's already like considered unattractive to teams because he's not considered like a young prospect anymore that they could bring up and then the fact he went undrafted and then to what he eventually became the year before they went to the finals and then the finals and then this year as well. Like it's pretty astounding and, you know, testament to Masai's like development system. He's really established here. Yeah. Screams like Yanni Gord as an NHL comparison. What about yeah. Serge? What's going on with Alex? Where's Serge Ibaka? Going? I don't know. I don't know yet. I thought everyone was saying he was going, to, was going somewhere else. So oh, no. um, it was a good run. He was on a plane yesterday. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the MLS plane though. I I looked. No, I did a double like, track. Going? He's switching sports. Breaking news. Yeah. Imagine. Weren't the Lakers? I saw somebody tweeting about the Lakers were in on Gasol, even though. Yeah. Was- yeah. Didn't they sign someone else? Uh, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Yeah. And I really like him. George are really mad about it. Well, yeah. It sucks. Life sucks. 
Well, they mortgage their future for. Bill <laughs> <laughs> or Donald out here, and we can just do an. We can do a very like. It's like an intro to basketball. Get Will Baldwin. Get Donald Higney on, and just be like, teach us everything. I Until have so today, many questions. I didn't know how to say Donald's last name. Thank you, Adam. I think it's Higney. Higney. I think so. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, Donald. We will confirm. Yeah. No. Confirmation. Uh, and also Eventually. the Raptors. Uh, the Blue Jays have to play in Buffalo. Now the Toronto Raptors will begin the 2020-2021 NBA season in Tampa Bay after mm-hmm. uh, being unable to secure permission to play in Canada. Not really a shock, though, is it, Alex? No. I mean, I think that kind of solidifies what's going on with um, with the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think th- – I think there's going to be a Canadian division – um and i think they're just going to be playing each other no fans they're just going to be playing each other i'll take it daniel what about you how do you the baseball guy you saw your beloved jays have to go play in buffalo mm-hmm. now we the south is trending yes um i'd actually like to give a shout out to my friend aiden lissing um i i know he hopefully he's listening <laughs> to this um he is a ryerson journalism alumna alumnus and you know the thing I posted on my Instagram story of the Tampa Bay Raptors of and the the yeah. ball is the orange and it's like has this isn't the, isn't that the the um their uh, baseball field Tropicana or whatever yeah Tropicana field so yeah shout out to him uh, that was an amazing design I loved it there's a, a Tropicana arena Tropicana yeah, field that's their thing Tropicana. that's, that's where baseball. the um, like this juice. is the Miami Marlins. Yes, play. the yeah. juice, the juice. I'm more of a minute man myself. Yeah. Drinking some orange juice right now. If you want to go look at that, and all of us go check out the YouTube portion. Mm-hmm. Of we never know how. Like, yeah, I when I found out about that when I was a kid, I'm like, I did not know how big the orange juice industry is. Man, that's a perfect way to start your day. Maybe some fried tomatoes on some uh, in the orange juice. No, no. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, just just this. confirming, you know. No, oh, you orange juice on the side. You make some okay. eggs on toast, maybe some fried tomatoes, and you're good. Yeah, ask the simple okay. questions. Remember, in journalism, you confirm every fact. Yeah. But. I mean, oh. <laughs> Try to be a good journalist on the podcast. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then there's like, do I put orange juice in my scrambled uh, egg? I think one of the first questions. One of the first things they said to us on the first day is like, there are no stupid questions. Even though I'm gonna not gonna lie, I hear hockey questions in scrums, and I think that's a dumb question. That's a dumb question. Yes. I do the same thing. Yeah, I do it at all con- at all press conferences. It is becoming uh, pretty bad. You know what I've had a fear of? <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. When I did stuff for the eye opener last year, that during the media scrums, that I just be too nervous to answer, to say a question that I'm just going to end up using the answers of what the other people asked. I would be, I'd be nervous there, especially for like a first sort of scrum. Like, so how'd you play? Well, I you- remember forcing myself to, to speak and then man, playing back that audio, the first few media scrums, they were rough. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine especially listening back to episode one of this podcast. God, especially when the athlete was like, "Sorry, I didn't understand your question." Oh, <laughs> that's 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 a. Uh, I had I've had that a few. Speaking times. of old episodes, yeah. Ad, Alex, you mentioned. I did mention. Sounded different. Something uh, kind of <laughs> happened that you guys had, you know, a last minute or you know, 
improv episode about something that happened one year ago. Oh, yes, yes, we did. We did. We did. Yesterday was it yesterday or two days ago. I even forgot myself. Uh, Mike Babcock got fired. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun episode. It was. It was something. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was. I can still remember Alex. I called him like, hey, so what happened? And he's like, all right. He was going to the gym. He's like, well, never mind. I'm not going to the gym. <laughs> I guess not. Where did you guys record it? Uh, Skype. On Skype? Oh, yeah, okay. we were doing two episodes a week. I think we figured oh, that out. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought you recorded at school for some reason. We no, we did that once with once. you. Once, okay. Yes. That's when we did our trade deadline with the hockey cards. I remember that quite well. Yeah, yeah, we spent like funny. 20 minutes trading hockey cards in practical silence. <laughs> it was kind of it was like with the silence. You're right. No, it was you're no no, you're absolutely right. You're I think it's also right. like we were like in like the audio suite, like the editing suite at the Rogers Communication Center. It's just I don't know why it was kind of weird to talk there because it's such a small area and there's like the three of us there. Remember when three people that are like not in the same household could be in a small room together? Simple times. Yeah. Remember not wearing masks? Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, right though. Let's let's really let's really really talk some hockey. First thing I really want to talk about, guys. Uh, it feels like they've been out for ages now, even though they've been released. I think since last Friday, and we don't record on Sundays right now. Uh, the reverse jerseys, NHL retro reverse jerseys, are all out. And I asked everyone, everyone, I asked you two. Should have gotten Mike on, honestly, for this. Um, to give me, we were all going to give our top three and our bottom three of, of these jerseys. Uh, be sure to check them out. Alex, um, just quickly, is screen share enabled? Is, is, can give me one second. And, yeah, yeah, give me one second. I'll, I'll just go ahead. Go ahead. It's it's working. Oh, it's working now? Okay. It should so be. As, we'll get the retro jerseys up, and people can have a look on the YouTube version. Um, and then at home you can follow along because they really are um, a lot of them I think it went over a lot better than I thought it would I thought there were some really really nice ones um, Daniel why don't we start with you I want you to give me one of your, uh, your your third favorite let's go like that okay um, I'm gonna go with the Nordiques one the Colorado Avalanche Nordiques one that's my third why why is it only third Okay, so like I'm gonna probably gonna have the unpopular opinion here, and the way I see it, you, you you know, it might be the same thing you're gonna say for my top one, but the way I see it is that it's the same thing as the Hartford one. You know, they were already beloved jerseys, and I know that you're kind of throwing it back to what the teams were before they relocated, but to me, it's just it's the same thing. You just added. The colors of the current team. Yeah. And the thing about it is, like, I know they had all of that going on, if you could see the uh, YouTube channel, but I, I'm not saying like it's a bad jersey. I was like, I, I really do love it. I love the throwback. I love that the Nordiques finally get some love in yes. 2020. It's just, it's not my top one because I, I don't know. It's kind of like, I, I don't know. It just, it, to me, it's just, it's just as it is. It's more just, hey, we're going to get the Nordiques jersey. We're going to, you know, make our red into burgundy, and we're going to put some gray into our, into the blue, really. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the leaves? I, like, I think it's really nice. The leaves yeah. one? 
Panthers on mine, but the what? Which which jersey? The Nordiques one. Oh, the Nordiques one. I think I heard something about the Leafs. Oh, you said Florida Leafs. Oh, sorry, I misheard. Oh God. No, no, Leaf. Leaf. de Leaf. Sorry, sorry. Flowery thing. It's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I know what I know. I know. Good. Um. All right. Who gave us your second favorite then? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it was like a weird toss up for me. I'm gonna have a few honorable mentions for my second one. Yes. Um, the first one, and I, the only thing that kind of throws the one as an honorable mention, but the thing is that kind of like holds it back is the fact they put the name at the front of the jersey. Okay. I think they should have just kept the logo, and it's the Washington Capitals one. Oh, okay. because I really like they brought back that eagle. Um, I like that they had the majority of the red. You know, it reminded me of. I guess in the nineties, like when I used to play those games, it was like Adam Oates and Joe Juno. And then in the, to the early two thousands, that's when Yarmir Yager gets shockingly trade to the Washington Capitals when he leaves the Penguins. So that was kind of like a good throwback for me. Another honorable mention. <laughs> and um, it's going to have to be the Minnesota wild because they brought back. I know it's the same thing I said in the Nordies, but they brought back the North Stars colors. They did, and I I think it looks really good. I think this could have been like an everyday jersey for them. You know, the fact they brightened up everything, and they took out all like they took out like that what burgundy red. Yeah, the blood <clears throat> ox 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 blood off is of that it. What it is? I don't know. That's I don't, it sounded I like a darker red. It's like some other woodland creature a bear would kill, not a not an ox. Hmm. Don't think oxes live in Minnesota. That's no, that's the color of it. it's called ox blood. I don't. I wish they would have done something like a newer logo. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of yellow and green to begin with, but like, it does. It it could look worse. Not to downplay your thing, but it could look worse. Is the compliment I'll give to Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is always a criticism of the team itself. I mean, we we'll go on. What else, Daniel? Okay, other honorable mention before number one has to go to the Calgary Flames. Um, That jersey was the one that I really remember because it was when I really started getting into hockey. Um, That's when, yeah, Aguila made that uh, that surprising run 2004 finals. That was something in my childhood that was a huge thing. I really thought they were going to beat the Lightning. I don't know why, for some reason, I didn't like the Lightning at the time because they were just too stacked. So you really wanted Aguila and friends to... You know, they, they already had a surprising playoff run that year that I'm like, they should have capped it off. Uh, Steve Daniel agrees with you there. But that would have been like what Vinny LeCavalier, Marty, who else would have been on team? Brad Richards, Nikolai Habby Bullen when he was like a Vesna like uh, goalie. Also had Dan Boyle in his prime. All right. So who's your who's your number one? So do you have any more honorable mentions, or do you want to go to your number one here? My number one's the Ducks. <laughs> I know of it's pretty it biased. Of course it is. The thing is, they actually brought back a throwback one. It's so ugly. Like this is the one where they still had Solani and Korea playing together. That this is a one that okay. So I'll say it this way. So for so long. I remember when I was a kid, this people were like, this is the worst jersey the Ducks ever had, which I do I disagree with. And the fact that there's that 90s nostalgia now that people look back and they're like, man, that jersey was actually pretty nice. And if you go on eBay to look at the original one of this, it's like almost $2,000. Yeah. And it came out at the same time when the Mighty Ducks cartoon was getting really popular. So like to see 
you know, Wild Wing come out of the ice like that. That that was pretty iconic for me. And again, like this was also right before the Ducks traded Timo Solani to the San Jose Sharks. So, you know, you still had the Korea Solani era going on when you had this jersey. So it has it this is a number one for me, and this is the one that I have to get when it comes out. I mean, what are they starting at? Three hundred dollars? I think so, yeah, because they're all Adidas, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, where's the Batmobile? This this is about I the jerseys right now. I love how you brought that up. Yeah. Before, before I throw it to Alex to his top three, mm-hmm. um, you guys see there's um they released the biggest Lego set ever. No, what is it? What is it? The Coliseum. No way, I'd buy that. It's not like it's it's nine thousand pieces, right? Good God. It's not as massive as you think. I think what it's going to be it's a very intricate build. Because yeah. it's weird because you know how Lego it's always like nine plus twelve plus. What's they this put, one? Fifty plus. The age on Lego of eighteen plus for it. Nice. I just wanted nice. to try and make it not sound like a loser when I inevitably <laughs> buy it. But I just wanted to bring it up. All right, how much is it? It's less than the Death Star, actually. Is all I'll say. And how much is the Death Alex, Star? Don't worry about that. Uh, Alex, okay. your top three. Uh, starting um, you got? Number three, I think uh, it's going to be Colorado. I mean, pretty much for the same read. Like, I, I really like it. Like, despite what Daniel's saying about them bringing back the old logo and just putting their their color on top of it, I I really like this jersey. Like, I just think the way it looks, and I think everyone secretly wants Quebec back, but we all know the NHL is never going to do it. I don't think and, it's Alex. Uh, well, no, every well everyone wants it, but no, we all know it, they're not going to do anything. Um, but yeah, like just because of that, the nostalgia, I really like the jersey. Um, my second one is is Arizona. All right. I don't know why. I love the purple. Like this is like one of the good. The old. This is like the only good thing they've done in a pretty long time. It's right there. Um, I just think it really fits, fits their, their team. Mm-hmm. Before we move on, you know what? Yeah. One thing I just didn't like about this Jersey, it would have been higher for me. What's up? If they didn't here. have the cactus what do you mean? at the what? bottom. What? what do you mean? That yes, part, okay, the, that part of it, it makes it look like it's like a DH gate Jersey. Hey, that's the, Man, this is, I I have I Arizona up in my top three too. So I'll fuck. I'll, I'll come back for you, Daniel, in a second. Okay. I'm gonna come back. I do, like, yeah. Like I disagree. Like I think the cactus makes it look kind of cool. Like they're embracing the fact that they are in a warm climate. I don't know if that's the reason they put it there, but it's there. All right. Um, number two. My number one. The cactus. My number one. My All number right, one. Yeah, I'm just. I'm my, so beyond. Uh, <laughs> my number one. And again, this is for nostalgia reasons, but I think the jersey looks absolutely awesome. Is the Los Angeles Kings? Well, the old Gretzky version, yeah. Oh, I that it just looks so good, and I think it's going to look really good now. I think it's going to look better. Um, I, I it's just pretty much nostalgia, but yeah. I, that's why. So, I a lot of people go on about green in sports. I want more purple like that. And it stands out, right? Like it's going to stand out on the ice. Oh yeah. It looks, it looks freaking nice. You know, they, they've been, I'm not a massive fan of the black and gray that the Kings do. Yeah. 
little bit of gold in the uniform, but like honestly, this is this is the way to go. All right. This is the way. This this is the way. I'm gonna wait for the, the season of Mandalorian to finish. So I'm gonna go and uh, and watch it. All right. Okay. So my top three. This is very easy for me, actually. Uh, Daniel, I'm sorry. I'm surprised he didn't pick New Jersey. I'm not going to lie. Ah, that's an ugly jersey. I know, oh, the, but... The Christmas one? Yeah, but, you know, bro, Durr and That's the throwback that. one, too. That one was kind of like... I should have mentioned that, too. That was an honorable mention as well, be, purely for the nostalgia, because they actually just brought back an original one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, makes sense. Okay, sorry, Adam. Go ahead. No worries. Okay, so number three. I keep going back and forth on this jersey. But it's starting to grow on me. When I first saw the concept of it, like the flat sort of crappy Photoshop that people do, I was like, no, it's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, and then I saw a picture of a player wearing it. And I'm like, okay, I really like it. And that's Montreal. actually Montreal's. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite jarring at first because it's just been... They've had blue in their jersey, obviously, for their entire lifetime, but it's always mainly been red. And they've, they had like that, the weird candy cane one. And it's just, I don't believe them when they say this is based off the 76 jersey because it's the current jersey, but you swap the red and the blue. But you don't, you can't get that past me. But I just think it's a really sharp looking jersey. And they had it on like Suzuki and it looks really good. Cool. Yeah, it is nice. It is a nice jersey. Um, I do enjoy it. Is there bias in there? Yeah, guess what? My team, my list, I don't care. Um, is this a pre order, Adam? No, I'm not spending $300 on a jersey. That's insane. Um, 300 US dollars. Exactly. So what's, I can't, I can't do that math. But it's a nice jersey. Like, yeah, it is a nice jersey. Sexy. I, I do enjoy it. Uh, number two, we've looked at it a bunch already, but um, I almost put the Nordiques Colorado one number one, but then I just kind of realized, okay, it's not that creative. As we've kind of, it's just a color swap with the old. So it is a bit of sacrilege to the Nordiques. It kind of is. And I am the biggest fan of them coming back in the world. You guys know that. I want my battle of Quebec really, really badly. So it, it, it did feel like a bit of a slap in the face. And when Steve Dangles, like, get a wad jersey on this, I wanted to cry. Uh, but it <laughs> really, really nice. Um, my number one. You're going to get Eric Lindros on it? That's hurt. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Uh, number one for me is the Arizona one. Their normal Kachina is just, it's, they have these jerseys with the Kachina that it's, it's, it's just, it doesn't look like it should be in the NHL, but it works. Like it, it's sort of cartoony. The coyote thing works and it has like the no. half mask. It looks like, like a soul reaper from bleach. I don't know how many people are going to get that reference. <laughs> I didn't even get the reference. It looks like it's a hollows mask. Okay. And then, like, it's just the sort of cartooniness of the cactus and the moon and like the, the dunes of the desert that I think make it, and like, I, I love purple. I love the look of purple and orange on this jersey. It is so nice. It, it just sucks that Arizona is such a joke because they have some, some of the nicest jerseys in the sport. They should just make this their home jersey. They should. This yeah. is seriously uh, one of the nicest jerseys I've ever seen. It is just so nice, Daniel. I don't know what you're. No, I like the. I like it. I like it. I just, just don't like the, the bottom. Just the cactus. And like the orange, like hills. Like I know. It's character. It's creative. It's. Not... It just. It looks like an added thing that you would get when you buy a fake jersey online. 
that's the fun in it. It's just like, oh, look at me on the brew, and it was going to go all straight laced in that. Like, oh, okay, you know what? I'll do my bottom three, and then I'll we'll go like, then we'll go Alex, and then back to Daniel, right? GM Superb Man is live. Alex will be able to watch his leaf stream after this, probably. Oh, um, are they? Is he live? Uh, he just went live, yeah. Okay. Um, my bottom three. Yeah. My third least favorite is that's the Oilers. But is it aren't these jerseys supposed to be retro reviewed? They're not supposed to be creative, are they? I think they okay. Here's the thing I will argue that I love Montreal's because it's so different, and again, it has nothing to do with the 1976 team, it's just the normal jersey with swapped colors. Okay, the Kachina is the most creative jersey for this, it's just. It's not retro. It's retro reverse. I get you're bringing it back, but it's just, I just look at the sort of Oilers one. I'm like, okay, your Gretzky one. Great. Um, I don't care. I, I just don't, I don't, I just, I don't think there's enough zazz to it. I would, I kind of want something a bit more creative in my sort of Jersey. Um, like that, like the only reason that Colorado's is up there is because it's just playing on my heartstrings. But mm-hmm. I mean, Montreal, Arizona just looks – I mean, Vancouver's is better than the Oilers, in my opinion. And Vancouver's one looks terrible, but they tried something new with fading the colors. It doesn't work. Oh, it looks awful. Oh, it looks disgusting. But, hell, you tried. I mean, I hate New York's because I don't feel like there's enough going on around the collar and, and, and the sleeves. But, man, at least you tried something a little different. Like, what? I like Phillies with the black Does- how it wraps around the arms, but – Go I, back go back to the Rangers for a second. Yes. It literally looks like they just photoshopped that logo onto the onto the picture. <laughs> the model doesn't even like it. Look at this poor face. That was when the uh Rangers were I remember that era. They were one of the highest spenders, but they were like one of the worst teams. But but anyway, I just <sighs> no offense, but I don't Gretzky Gretzky sort of the Kings works because it looks genuinely nice. I don't care that it's Gretzky. And I don't yeah. care that you bring back a Gretzky Oilers thing because, quite frankly, just reminds me of how disappointing. The you know what I wish they brought back? What the two thousand and the one they had in like when they went to the finals two thousand and six. So Todd McFarland, the the guy who did a lot of the eighty Spider Man and like he did he created Spawn. Yeah. He um created an Oilers one of like you know remember like the the, the drop and then it was like a machine like thing behind it. That was probably one of my favorite ones. I don't think many people like that jersey. I do. I'm with you, but I don't think it's popular in Edmonton. No. No. Um, I remember because I lost the jersey they had. Yeah, when they went to the finals, and then after Chris Pronger's, like, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my second from the bottom is is the Leafs one. Fair. Because I don't know what it is. I don't like a lot of gray on jerseys. Um, like, I'm not a big fan of San Jose's, and it just has the bleach. And that in, like... I don't like how the logo just seems like kind of big. It just, it feels like when you were younger and you would try and like you were doing an assignment on board and needed a picture and instead of properly framing it, you just dragged it out and it looked a bit bloated and the quality dropped on the, the picture. Uh, apparently it looks better in person. It's just, it, yeah. from the picture, I'm like, nah, that doesn't do it for me. No. I'd like the logo if it was like on a hat. So, yeah, I think that's fair. If it was on a hat. Oh, I was on a hat, yeah. On a hat, yeah. yeah. I'd buy that. Yeah. It's like, and the shape, I don't hate the shape of the leaf. I think it's pretty nice. It's not as, it's not the cookie cutter one. Um, Thank God. But it's just like, the what gets me is the size of it and the sleeves. I don't know why, I just, 
Sleeves are an important part of the jersey for me. And my least favorite yeah. is the practice jersey from Detroit. I you mean, mean they're all-star jerseys? I mean, my God, on it. Like, come on. This it's, is bad. It's literally an all-star jersey. They just removed the all-star logo. That's yeah, it. Yes. Terrible. Come on, Iserman. I'm selling the unsold jerseys. Yeah, and by the way, um, honorable mention to the Islanders. Oh my God, it's the same jersey. <laughs> um, Alex, you're, you're okay. Um, okay, my third one is um, is Vancouver. I, I just uh, it looks weird. Yeah. I don't know who thought the blending was that good of an idea. It just didn't didn't work. But it was creative, so I guess they get some credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I would have liked maybe if they did the uh, V, yeah, the black, uh, red, and yellow one, or the skate, or the skate, yeah, like anything but this logo. Not that I don't like this logo, but let's kick it back. We love the bit. orca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my second one is, um, is the Leafs. I really, the picture that they put out, I don't like. But they, uh, I think Tim or Sid had it. Sid Sixero had it on uh, SDP, and it looks much better uh, from that than it does from what they took. But still, I still don't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, that's the reason. It's I don't know. That's mm-hmm. why I don't like this jersey. My the least favorite one. It's a tie because they're both absolutely so absolutely boring in so many ways the red wings and the islanders please tell me they're on the same picture no okay well, you know, I, I well it's okay the red wings is literally the 2019 all-star jerseys yeah with the all-star logo removed the islanders one is pretty much their regular jersey they're what is different i <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, I didn't even notice this one. Like, okay, they they changed the color. They changed the color, guys. Okay, they changed the blue a little bit. I think they added the some white. Difference is that is they made the blue darker, and they added some white, a little bit. No, the third one is nice. Like I, oh god, I do not like. Literally two days after, did they not release merch with that the old their old logo, the one with the um. Fisherman? Yeah, the fisherman. Yeah, that one's with cool. Ha- with, with, they had it with on hats and other stuff, but on the jersey, no. They listened to me. They just want, I just wanted the logo on the hat. Okay. I think it's boring. Um, Daniel, you're bottom three. All right, my apps. The one that I actually don't like because of how disappointing it was and the chance they had was the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, to go back to Atlanta? Because that was my first thought. No. <laughs> no. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was my first thought. No, it's because, like, um, I cannot remember who I, I remember. Someone wrote about it, but it was kind of true where they had a chance to bring back, like, at least some kind of the original jersey with, like, the colors that, you know, they have that, you know, remind people of, you know, remember when Timo Solani had 76 goals as a rookie for your team? 
you know, let's let's look back on those days of the Jets and let's bring back those colors or like a different form of how that original logo was, where it was a bit jagged. It was a bit kind of like when you look at it, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, it was there for that era. And I, I really believe that they had, I think Steve Dangle talked about it too. Like they were blessed with getting back the team and getting back the colors. Like they could have done something more. That's true. I wonder how much they could actually use though. Like I know they have yeah. the name in that in the colors, but I have a feeling that there might have been some roadblocks. Yeah, call me crazy, but there should be a jersey that shows their history. So it shows the Atlanta Thrashers and the Phoenix Coyotes. It they, it really should have. They should have done an Atlanta one. It would have been so jokes. That'd have been funny. I I would <laughs> I would have been like, hmm. Can I be honest? We can yeah. all get an Eel Kovalchuk one. I think people are whinging a bit too much about that. Which one? I love this Jets jersey. You do? Uh, I think it looks so nice. So you don't yeah, you remember when they had the reflex jerseys? Do you remember those? I don't like... Listen, it's all about the combination. Like a light blue in that or a, like teal and, and gray. But like a dark blue with a darker gray like this, I yeah. think it's really nice. And accented with like the sort of lighter blue that Winnipeg and around the jet itself... I think that looks nice. It's all about how you use the colors. Yeah, because I don't. I like the logo. I just that's a gray. I don't know. Like I think like Tampa Bay's. I'm not a massive fan because it's like the weird back. Like I just look. What was with like these sort of older jerseys and like the weird dark gray, light grays? I just yeah. I wish they brought uh, back like I. I'm, I'm fine with this jersey. It's just. Other than the, I put the blue on the top and then I make the rest of the jersey black. So it's kind of a throwback to their Stanley Cup winning team. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, not this year, 2004. Yeah. Sorry, Lord. And go on, though. How, do you have honorable mentions? How many do you have? Uh, my honorable mentions, um, I guess it's, yeah, Detroit. Actually, no, my second. Oh, no, I'm on my second one. So before honorable mentions, before number one, um, my second worst one I don't like is Vancouver. Same thing Alex said. But also, like, I think for me, and you know this is coming from someone who's not really is not a Canucks fan, but I really wanted to see the skate again. Yeah, I wanted to see the black jersey come back again. Um, you know, again, that's that was a time other than 2011, like 1994 was, and I did not watch this, but that's when they went to the finals against the Rangers. That was the jersey they had. You know, Pavel Bure. This is a jersey like Trevor Linden. You know, that was the team, mm-hmm. and. Like they had that opportunity to kind of bring it back. I know that the Orca is beloved there, but again, like the fade is is really off for me. Mm-hmm. Those Vegas, that's that Vegas jersey, so retro. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put that I know. out there. I remember, you know, the the good old days, Vegas coming out. You know, we congregated at places to watch games. Mm. It's based off an ECHL team, isn't it? I was reading something about, and I think there was mention of it's actually a throwback to that. Oh, okay. okay. They obviously use their shoulder logo. I, it's funny you bring that up. I prefer this over their golden, terrible thing. Yeah, so do you, I. It reminds me of, you know the video game Shovel Knight? Yes. It reminds me of it, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, your honorable mention. Okay, my honorable mention for, like, the worst one is, like, the Detroit Red Wings. Again, not a lot of creativity there. Um, and my, I guess my worst one, it's kind of weird. I mean, like the Islanders are kind of up there too, because they didn't do anything. Yeah. The Panthers, I think they would have, I wish they kind of went back to other colors. Like the logo was fine, but I, nothing really working for me there. 
My worst one is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow, okay. Because it's just Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they, when I like look back on this and thought about this, th- these retro jerseys, the Penguins never really brought back like the original one they had like in the 90s when they won the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why. And the other one was, and you know, I'm probably in the minority for this, but I remember when they used to have the blue jerseys. Um, they used it for the winter classics. That used to be an alternate. I really liked that blue and it was a throwback to when they were just starting out. And I really wish they kind of brought that here with like the yellow. That would have been really nice. Baby blue is a really underrated color, by the way. That can you can use it really, really well. Mm, that was also Malkin's um heart trophy year when they used that jersey as their third jersey. I feel really bad for this particular model because it feels like they've been giving him all the bad jerseys. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, are there any other ones you guys just want to give a shout out to? Like Nashville looks the same. I mean, yeah, we mentioned your jersey went back to the Christmas colors. Um, you guys want to mention? Wait, go with that Dallas Stars one. I think I, I can't. I can't even read stars, <laughs> but that's fine. I guess it's a faded jersey. It's supposed to look retro. It's already pre-faded for you. <laughs> I don't hate their old like the like the really dark. So like the dark green black ones they had, like the Medano ones. I think those mm-hmm. are um shout out to Pete Blackburn giving the uh the Carolina Hurricanes crap for like juicing the whalers. I know, that's what I kind of thought too. For what? For just using the whalers at every chance they get. And I love how <laughs> he also gave him crap. It was like, so you got the whalers jersey and you made it a darker gray. Slight tinge of, of darkness into the gray. And also, let's give a shout out to the Blackhawks who have just so happened to have barely shown their logo in the reveal. <laughs> Even here on NHL.com, it's to the side. They definitely have had a jersey like that. Like the exactly border, like that border, before. The model for the least borderline so. did that too. Like, like she's like tilted in a way where like you could see only like right at the edge of the logo and then that's it. You don't see the other side of the jersey. Let's be clear. The only reason this happened is because everyone needs money. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the Sabres one. I don't like that the name is there. By the way, wait, just so you know, I'm mentioning the Blackhawks because, like, it's interesting that they might. Does this mean they're, they they're legitimately might change the name and, and the logo? Oh, yeah, I forgot to think about that. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I was going for, how, like, they didn't show it. No, I believe in the past – I can't remember exactly the story with it, but I just find it very interesting that they're not showing it. Um, I don't, there was something that came out a few months ago. I think we talked about it on the show too. Um, I don't remember the story. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Hey, I mean, it, it, like it, it does, by the way, look like a few outdoor game jerseys they've had over the past few years. Yeah. They love going to black as that main color. They, they really do. But man, I, I mean, do not think they are changing it. Well, that's one thing we got to do. Is, well, we're doing a deep dive on the Blackhawks later in the show. So, I mean, hey, they're a weird team. I don't know how they're going to do this year. Um, right. So, guys, there was a little idea that kind of like spurred it out on Twitter. I remember how exactly it came to be. Um, I'm sure Alex will remember this. Mm. This thing about the Leafs and the idea of playing three defensemen, which is strange. What happened? What was this all about? Uh, I believe it was Jack. Oh, man. 
Jack, I don't remember his last name. Jack Han, Jack Han. Um, I, he was, I think he used to be a assistant coach with the Marlies. And he, apparently this was discussed in before with the Marlies and Sheldon Keefe. So oh. he was saying it could be an idea that they use. And then, I don't know, there's some, st- I don't know, there's stuff, there was a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, eh? A lot of stuff. I think Anthony Stewart got, I don't know. Well, got let's, messy. let's explore the idea. Because normally, if you don't, if you don't know, then clearly you're not a hockey fan. Um, you play two defensemen normally. Unless there's a case when you're normally going the 7D route and then like, you might have like an extra center cover, like the wing, right. or like I know before Victor Mete said, like second D played a little bit of wing. It was just a thing. It's just, it seems really weird that any organization, well, it's not weird because the Leafs have tried weird stuff with the Marlies before, but it's just, I, what I said to you guys was like, I think of the Leafs and I'm like, okay, listen, is allowing goals the problem? Yeah, but I mean, your kind of strength is your scoring. Why don't you think of 3D? Like hockey standards, it's, hockey standards it's an incredibly creative idea and i think there's teams that can employ it like i think if there's a team out there who could employ this strategy there there is one uh the san jose sharks like you have brett burns and eric carlson who are like can be your third forward or nashville or nashville right like any team who are strong on defense and have offensive offense-minded defensemen could potentially use this. Does Brent Prince go back to the right side on the first line? Like, maybe. Maybe that's what they do. That's like, let's, like, let's get nuts. Um, but for this to work, for this to work on the Leafs, the circumstances would have to be, ex- like, very different. Like, for it to work on the Marlies, I think the way that the Leafs run – their organizations like the Marlies and the Growlers, I think it could work because with the Marlies, because who knows, like whatever you want to develop defensemen, maybe that's the best way. I don't know. But when your strength is your offense, I don't think that makes, in my opinion, I don't think it makes sense. I'm not going to trash the idea because like, I don't know. It could work on, like Daniel said, Nashville. It could work on San Jose. But you have Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, uh, Robertson, whoever else, whoever else, whoever. Like, you have all these guys, and you're telling me you're going to play three defensemen. Mm-hmm. I don't want, Mar- like, at the end of the day, I don't want Martin Marincin playing defense. No. Like, the whole point of the Lettinen signing, the whole point of the Bogosian signing, and, and the TJ Brody signing was to make sure, in my mind, Martin Marincin only plays in the NHL for this team if there are multiple injuries. Yeah. Not, uh, not seventh team, maybe eighth or ninth. Eighth or ninth. Um, I play Sandine and Lilia Grin ahead of Martin Marincin. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Daniel, but has there ever been. Or can you remember a time when the guys were like, yo, 3D? Like, not even on the power of They've gone away to, like, 1D nowadays. Yeah, I actually don't know because I remember when, like, that shift started happening when it was just the 1D on the power play, and that was really the only thing I thought of where as the game got faster, you'd assume that 
you just kind of go less on D in those like high pressure offensive situations. So to kind of consider this, the way I see it is that the Toronto has done so well with getting defensemen that really complement the core they already had. Like they've been really adamant about, you know, fixing things that don't work. What, the way I see it now is they're coming up with this option because there's a lot of guys that are coming onto this team that they're kind of used to that role. They're used to playing those big minutes that now I think maybe that idea goes with, oh, how are we going to give these guys more of those opportunities when you know there's guys above them in the death chart now? Like, how, Where are we going to be able to kind of give them the minutes that they feel that they deserve or the opportunities they feel they deserve? But to me, it's kind of a bit of wonky thing. Maybe... It's something that worked, but again, what Alex said, like it's not like the Leafs are like lacking goal scorers. It's not like they're lacking, you know, those high profile guys on offense to kind of complement things. Like when he brought up the San Jose Sharks, like perfect. I think that would have worked work for them because that's where their strength is now. That's where things would go. And honestly, I don't trust their goaltending. So, you know, maybe it's better if they have 3D on an odd man rush or something. But yeah, like when I look at San Jose, when I look at that forward core pales in comparison to what Toronto has. I would also, I would kind of question doing Burns and Carlson at the same time for the idea of not trusting your goaltender because I yeah. think you at the same time. Yeah, no, no. I have a lot not. of chances for the other team. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get a lot of chances for you too, but uh, just be careful with that. Apparently that was the argument too that um, when, you know, the Sharks were contending, Mark Edward Vlasic settled things down so Brett Burns could do his thing. But then afterwards, they're like, you only have one Mark Edward Vlasic, but now you have Carlson and Burns. They need, like, Mark Mathot. Just get Guy. Dylan DeMello. Remember when they had him? Yeah. That would have been Kirk. Yeah. That, I think of, that's such a, a complimentary top four if they could have gotten a DeMello in San Jose. Like, bat, you know what I mean? Like, if they get the same time as Eric. Yeah. Him and Eric is a pairing perfectly fine. Vlasic, Burns. And it doesn't matter. I think Carson's going to look great this year because he's had so much time to rest by the legs. That is true. Another thing with this idea that I I just don't think makes sense for this team is that we know, like, one thing I think we've talked about on this podcast, and I brought it up even off the podcast, I don't necessarily at the moment trust all the big guys when it comes to pressure situations in terms of scoring. So if you're, if you're saying we're going to focus on playing two, four, so eight guys, Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, Thornton, whoever, Simmons, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're rooting out those, you're rooting out the depth guys that who could potentially, who you need to step up. Mm-hmm. So to remove forwards and add D when we know depth scoring can win you games, I don't know if that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we teased it last week. We'll do it right now. We're going to look at the athletic. Nice little article here from Craig Custins. Uh, NHL agent survey, 21 reps, talk star trades, bubble standouts, and off-season winners. Have you guys read this article? No, because I assumed you didn't want us to. Okay, good. Then, I did not read this. Good. Okay. So we're gonna go I got scared there. I'm like, what was I supposed to do this week? Awesome. Um, I'm not going to go through everything here because, of course, people go read The Athletic. It's awesome. Check out Harmon Dye. Great guy. 
Um, which player or coach changed your opinion the most during the playoff bubble? And there's, there's a reason I asked this. It's because number one on this list, I don't know how in the hell you didn't think this guy was a monster before. Um, first and second place, one was a player, one was a coach. I want to guess, I want you guys to guess which coach had the most opinions changed about him in these playoffs. Because like, Take a guess. I, I want to say Rick Bonus. Mm-hmm. What about you, Daniel? I don't know. When I think about Rick Bonus, it reminds me of um, a freelance journalist where he did all this work to make a name for himself. And then you really thought, like, you know, like he was going to get that extension as being the full time coach right away. But then, like, Dallas actually took a bit of time to announce that they're going to hire him as the full time coach. So maybe that, because it just reminded me of the journalistic life. Because he was always coveted. Like, everyone wanted him. And he almost got, was it the Vancouver job? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Rick Bonus. He's the highest coach here. Uh, Four votes of the people who voted here. The player who was number one was Brayden Point. Apparently, That's fair. That's fair. People's minds. I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that. It's I, I don't know. I already knew he was going to be that dominant, though. Yeah. If you're a player agent, shouldn't you kind of be aware of how good people... Like, I mean, Brayden Point was out playing Stamkos. Like, the 2016 Real Juniors and the 15 Real Juniors already showed us this. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think, I, I get what you, what you guys are saying. I just, I feel like there's a lot of people who still de- not doubt, um, undervalue Braden Point because he's playing behind, uh, Stamkos. He's playing behind Cooch. He's playing behind Henman and Vasilevsky. Like when you think, going into this season. Yes, we knew Brain Point was good, but when you think of the Tampa Bay Lightning, I don't necessarily think it's the first name you think of. But now, after this, pl- after these playoffs, I most definitely think it's it's either number one or number two. When you and I think Tampa Bay Lightning, Hedman, Braden Point, Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and Stamkos. You know what's crazy? How lucky the Lightning are when these things happen. Like I remember. When people used to always think the Lightning, it was Brad Richards, Martin St. Louis, Vincent Lacavaye. And then, you know, when like Lacavaye starts kind of declining, not really playing how he does, you know, Stamkos emerges. They get that first overall pick and he becomes what he becomes. St. Louis wants to get traded, goes to the New York Rangers. They didn't really work out, but, you know, it's fine. They get Nikita Kucherov 58th overall in 2011. And guess what? This guy's also developing into a star winger. Best season from a Russian player ever. When he won the heart, it was like 120 something points. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, John Cooper was also up there, which is amazing to me. I guess like people got his faith back, but let's not forget this is the longest tenured coach in the league right now. Oh, so he's yeah. the longest at a single, like he's been with his team the longest of anyone else because obviously Quinville got kicked to the can. Um, if he didn't win, then I would clearly question John Cooper. Oh, yeah, I think it would be time. Um, shout out to Capo Caco, who got a vote, by the way. Apparently, Why? Very mature coming back, which I thought <laughs> Okay. Yes, that's his agent talking. <laughs> I was going to say. Aaron Mike I said gonna he's going to be the best player out of that draft. Yeah, how's that looking, Mike? Um, which, he might prove us wrong still. We don't know. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we're going to skip uh, who improved the most because uh, some people want you want to go read this. Which franchise still needs to make a significant move? 
guess who was number one? And number when two- was this? When was this? Sorry, when did the survey happen? Um, hold on. Pa- post free post free agent frenzy. Uh, well, the article came out November thirteenth. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, Washington Capitals. The, I think Vancouver or Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You're both wrong. Of course. Um, number one was Boston. Oh, that's. I guess yeah. that's a good good pick. That's a good pick. Because to me, like the Capitals, I think same thing. You know, we don't know what happened with the partying or anything, but like they just look stale to me. They look like they're content without. With that, with that 2018 cup. Somebody gave them a vote for the most improved team, by the way, which I thought was like, excuse, like best off season. Um, number two was Tampa Bay, which I think makes a lot of sense because they still don't have the room to sign Sergei Chavinshire out. So That's true. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know what? I guess I was thinking about the question wrong because I was thinking who needs to make a big move in terms of adding a player. And for some reason, I still didn't think of Boston. But yeah, like I guess Tampa Bay definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonton is third, by the way. Florida fourth. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, they, they need to get a partner for what's his, uh, for Ekblad, and they've been needed for years. Marcus um, Nudivara. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> right, Daniel? Friend of the show? Not yet. Maybe one day. <laughs> right stuff, because you should probably figure that out. Um, if we set, this is number five, if we set the number of regular season games for the 21, 20, whatever, next season at 55 games. Are you taking the over or the under? Uh, and 14 compared to seven said it was going to be over that. Now, that number could fall. That's fair. Depending on how long it takes us to get started here. But I don't think any of us are really surprised. I think all the three of us came to really consensus. I think it was last episode of like, it looks it's more going to be between 50 and 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said 54. Said 54. Yeah. I changed my answer. I said 48 the first time I changed my answer. Mm-hmm. So we're we're around there though. We're around there. I just it's yeah. hockey and we'll be fine. Um, that's all we want. That's all we want. Um, name the highest profile player you expect to change team in Patrick Line. You even need to finish the question. Okay. Um, Is number one Patrick Line? Hold on, Daniel. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> go on a whim Sorry. and say Jonathan Taves. Wow. That is a huge – that's crazy. Well, Jonathan Taser, Patrick Kane got – they were put together into one vote. <laughs> How many uh, times? Tied um, first. Oh, uh, just – Just once? Once. Oh. once. It was, it's labeled as Kane or James. Oh, okay, Not even okay. one. It's just they're together. <laughs> um, it was actually – you know, uh, uh, this is really, really funny to me, actually. Um, so other guys who got one vote were Quick, McDonough, Wierenski, Flurry, Van Riemsdyk, Pacioretty, two votes for Nylander, three votes for Marner. How? First place. Are they on drugs? Had four votes. And this is really, again, this is after free agency, technically. Jack Eichel and Patrick Lane. Wow. So Patrick Lane is no surprise, right? Yeah, that one's pretty that's a given um damn that that jack eichel one if he gets traded that's like an episode in and of itself if they miss the playoffs when he gets on you know taylor hall next to him and let's say hall walks i can oh, see that yeah, i heard halax yeah. sorry sorry when you said hall walks i heard halax hall walks 
Hall walks. Hall uh, locks. Walks. Taylor Hall does 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 the thing of, of leaving the team. Yaroslav Hall walks. Yaroslav okay. Aska walks off. I call. <laughs> I know what the name of the episode is. What Yaroslav Hall Hall dash H A L dash walk. Walking uh, the halls without a thing material, without a hall pass. <laughs> um, yeah, like. I'd be very surprised if Jack Eichel gets traded, but I think a lot of like, there's things that are going to have to go wrong. And number one, Taylor Hall walks and number two, they miss the playoffs. This is Buffalo though. It is Buffalo. Anything could happen. I know. I know. I know. I still, I still don't know. The thing is like, I don't know. Like they trade this guy who is a, foundational guy and then we're going to get like more potentials for what you're going to try to build in five years well, like, yeah i want to leave then unless it's one for one for like another one for one for what though i don't what, like a what, star what's the know. comparable what's like we saw one for one uh johansson seth jones right mm. and we clearly know who won that trade like Columbus. jack eichel for Leon Dreisaitl. Jonathan Taves. They, Patrick Kane, and they bring him home. <laughs> like, what are you, what is the, pat? like, if I'm Kevin Adams, my first question is, what on earth am I doing with this team? Like, if you're trading Jack Eichel, something serious has gone wrong because you're supposed, Jack Eichel is supposed to be your building block. He is supposed to be the foundation of a house. It's, it's simply that the only you would never look at yourself trading him. It's just the question is here. I think, and based on the comments in that part, is eventually Ico will say, "I'm done with this. I'm done wasting my years here." I'm- You're right. That's the only time you if he, you do not touch Jack Eichel, you don't call about you don't call anyone asking about Jack Eichel mm-hmm. unless he says, "I would like to go," because you, you look you will look like um. Like you're not gonna win that trade, no. ever. No, um, it's interesting. It talks about the Blackhawks joking. By the way, congratulations to Patrick Kane on the birth of his son, Patrick Kane the third. So I guess wow. he, I guess Patrick Kane himself is Patrick Kane the second. He should put Kane Junior now on his jersey. Creative, creative hockey player on the ice, not creative naming his kid though. Copy paste. Uno reverse on his kid. Calvin Kane. What? Calvin Kane. Man, it's gonna be- <laughs> in a few years. Sorry. Honestly, Sorry. We're going to have Carey Price's son and Patrick Kane's son in the draft in 18 years. It's going to be great. You should have been Jonathan Kane and then Patrick Taves for their respective sons. No, it's going to be Brandon because they love Sod so much. <laughs> we hate to keep seeing him go. Is he ever coming back to the Blackhawks? No. Who oh, no, probably. You know, no. Well, who's GM? He nope. re-signs with them in the offseason. <laughs> oh, he's so in there. He's so oh. in. You know it. They'll trade him for something even worse than the QB's door out. Alex the Brinkat. <laughs> Brandon Sutton. We talked about this team a lot, Chicago. We'll just go straight into the deep dive. Honestly, fellas, I'm not gonna. I would not be surprised if any day now, like we hear that, like that, um, Andrew Shaw is just done. 
because of his his medical. yeah i i am legitimately concerned for the guy because i was at a game when he was a canadian that he got knocked out uh he like head to head with um greg patterin and it was really scummy because patterin knew his concussion history and like freaking they collide and he's like goes after it was so scummy um and his girlfriend made fun of quebec and you don't really do that when you play for a quebec team doesn't wait greg patterns yeah, girlfriend his girlfriend is. Was like quebec. he was a leafs pick yeah he was they traded him for miguel gorbowski steve dangle doesn't you know have to say his name and every time he calls him patera i want to rip my hair out i prefer miguel gorbowski well i mean yeah he was good funny guy funny really funny guy he is a very uh, nice guy we actually saw him at 31 Thoughts live. Yes. Just want to point that um, out. So goalies for the Blackhawks, there's nothing there. It's Unfortunately, it's Colin D'Elia. And remember when we all thought Malcolm Subban was going to be the next great thing? Barren, I did. Barren, yep. Unfortunately. Barren desert in goal. I do. And this that's is just, yeah, that's it's unfortunate. a disaster. The Oilers picked them apart. And they still lost because the Oilers are even worse. But it's just, it just feels like it's a, it's like a leak of a pipe, and at any moment goals can just come through. And this is the team when Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews were trading goals in eight, six games, doing the whole Colgan. Do you hear me, brother? I mean, this is the level the Blackhawks are at. Yeah, I don't know if that says more about the Blackhawks or more about the Leafs. I think it says. Well, it it says they both allow a lot of goals. Yeah, they do. They, they, they both do. kind of suck defensively. <laughs> they do. They do. This one team has Frederick Anderson. The other one had had Corey Crawford, who unfortunately had vertigo. Yeah. And then like, the Blackhawks have no depth. Unfortunately, only if they didn't trade Robin Leonard. No, yeah. Because do you know what they have? I say they don't have depth, but I feel like this season going into next, they still have Carpenter in camp. But you still have all the young guys we've talked about many times before, like the brain cat and straw. Yeah. I mean, they're, in, they're just such a silly stage right now because honestly, the Blackhawks, they have pieces. They, they have great players. They have good prospects. It's just the timetable of when they need to be good compared to where Kane and Taze are in their career. It's honestly how a lot of us thought about the Canadians a few seasons ago. Yeah, and I, I I feel for the Blackhawks fans right now because I, I understand how they feel. I have a question because mm-hmm. I I've been thinking about this. Um, when when we decided we were going to do Chicago, it was actually the first thing that came to my mind. Are they in a similar position? Yeah, Montreal, but are they in a similar position to what Chicago, uh, what Detroit were in before they were actual garbage, like before they were a literal tire fire? Um, I think they're in a better position personally because the way before Detroit really did fall off, it was kind of gradual and you saw it coming because Pavel Datsuk left. Yeah. But then they kind of doubled down on the bad contracts. Like this is the same season. They also like gave extensions to like Darren Helm to Justin Abdicator. Um, and then Jonathan Erickson and then, they went out and got Franz Nielsen in free agency for some reason. That one year he made the All Star team. So yeah, but at the same time, like there was also a Red Wings team that they actually didn't try to get young guys here and there. Like they weren't, like you know, they weren't really doing anything. I think with the Blackhawks it's different because 
I guess, yeah, they've gotten lucky. Like, I think these have foundational guys. It's just at this point, like, they, they actually have a transition plan. I think if they get out of Kane and Taves, it's just right. Detroit actually really had to do a full-scale rebuild. Leatherberg was on his last legs and Dotsu sort of the same thing. Like, Kane and Taves are still at this very moment. Sure, but they're clo- – like, I feel like for the last few years, and I think it, and when Taze made that, when Taze made the comment of, oh, I didn't know we were doing the rebuild, that's when it kind of hit me that they've been trying to claw themselves into the playoffs and have been failing. Mm-hmm. The only difference between Detroit and Chicago is that Detroit clawed into the playoffs to extend their playoff streak, but Detroit did it. They didn't do it well. I think I think Detroit were a few years more down the line, and I think we're seeing sure. that now. Right. The, the Blackhawks, you are right, should have probably started this years mm. ago, and if they had at the appropriate time, they probably would be in a better position going into this season. But like um, they started to clean up their own mess, but uh, it, it, again, it, it probably should never have been at, at this point. Again, yeah. Detroit and Holland went at it for a few more years they shouldn't like when they signed trevor daly when they were nowhere near the playoffs yeah i didn't get that one yeah that was a sign when you're like oh like this is this that's when i think people were really like okay holland yeah now it's time needs and i think like before the last two or three years when i compared detroit again it's like they didn't have anyone high end and they really kind of messed up Did when they, they not actually- have dylan larkin like I get Dylan Hart, yeah. Larkin's on high end, high end, but just by the time I think Larkin really came into his own, yeah, that was the end of Zetterberg and Dotson. Yeah, like I'm right, thinking of right. like Michael Rasmussen or um, Alex. He always corrected me on saying his last name. I always mess it up. Who? Dennis. Dennis Cholowski. Yeah, him. Yes, he was kind of someone where they took in the first round and people were like scratching their head, like, "Why did you do that?" And then. It was like these other guys were, you know, they might prove me wrong still. Like Manta and Bertuzzi might be came, might become more than what I thought they will be. But at the time, there was also they were banking on them as top prospects, and I don't think sure. like, I saw them in that way. Like That's fair. When I was doing an Ottawa Senators GM mode once, once I lost Eric Carlson, I didn't know what to do. Like, how do you replace Pavel Datsuk and Hendrik Zetterberg? You don't. Uh, you don't. You don't. Um, and it, it's unfortunate, but I mean, now they have Iserman and everything's fine because they're <laughs> bastards. But um, I mean, I was looking at Chicago. I really am fascinated because if they do an American, it, if they're doing, obviously they are doing the three American sort of division, where they're going to be? Because if you're cutting down on track, first of all, Chicago should be in the East. Like, can we agree on that? Like, they, they should. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, because geography and, and such. <laughs> I wonder if they do certainly get into a division with Florida and Tampa, like something like that sort of happens oh or like they just say, screw it and put them in the Metro. I'm interested to see where the Blackhawks actually play next year and wh- like who they are up against. Cause it um, could be fascinating. I saw someone um, put the divisions, like just an idea. Let me see if I can find it. I think it was Greg Wyshynski. That one, I know I saw it. Does it have Colorado with Vegas in the same division, please? Um, okay, I couldn't find the Greg Wasinski one. I will. This is from the hockeywriters.com. Um, now, only if I could see if I could find the logo, the thing. 
Okay. So obviously the Canadian division, this is the Southeast central division. Um, it would be Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Florida, Nashville, St. Louis, Tampa, and Washington. That's weird. Yeah. Um, the Northeast Atlantic. That'd be would, fun though. Washington and Tampa. Fun. It would be fun. Um, the Northeast Atlantic is Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, New York, uh, both New Yorks, Philadelphia, and the Penguins. And lastly, the Pacific Central, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, and Vegas. These are just potential ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that, that last one's uh, that's funny. I, I want to watch all that hockey very much. So. <laughs> very, very much. So, so Chicago aren't going to make the playoffs. Huh? No, I think they no. could surprise people. If or if they make a move for goaltending, they might. I think they might surprise people because I wasn't really high on Kirby Dog. I thought they should have gotten Bowen Byram with that third overall pick. But I think he is someone who is learning a lot from Kane and Taves, and it's not just from the real junior thing. But I think like he's had glimpses of what he can do as like a modern day power forward center, mm-hmm. and you know I'm. I'm I'm still not super high as I was, if you asked me four year, four or five years ago or even three years ago. Like I think Dylan Strom could still be a good player, yeah. and what they just need to do now, and this is one thing that I really hope they do, is they have a lot of guys coming up. Just don't trade anyone. Like don't don't touch don't touch Dominic Kubalik. Don't touch Alex DeBrincat. Don't touch Nikolay Boudin. Don't touch like Adam Volquist. Just right. Just keep at it with that. So I I think. The thing with this team is you have to Stan Bowman has to decide what he wants to do because there are two paths for this team. He can get, he can go the Detroit route and he can continue to claw himself into the playoffs and say, okay, we're just going to try to make the playoffs and hope Kane and Taze bring us far into the, into the playoffs along with the Brinkat Kubelik, or they can go, the route similar to what Montreal is currently doing. And Montreal looks to be succeeding at that in retooling on the fly. How many years has Montreal been retooling? Two or three, right? Uh, I want to say two years. Because 17, 18 was the oh dear God year. And then- right. So if they do this properly, they can still be tased. They won't necessarily be in their primes, but they're going to be still extremely good to the point where you can still win with Taze and Kane as your main guys. In if you read to a pro- one year left on their deal. Fun fact. Uh, in two years. Sorry. What? In two years, they will have one year left. On uh, I believe they have three years left. So it's not funny. A little time. You know, if they decide to right. trade, I think Patrick Kane will still have value. Like I think of Martin St. Louis, who was well, traded for like a boatload of draft picks when he was like 38. Kane is still nasty. He's like a he's honestly one of the best players in the world. No one really talks about it anymore because of the stuff that happened with him. Also, this is not yeah, this is not 2015. This is not 2013 anymore. So it's like the Blackhawks are in the deep playoff run where we get to like experience him and the like the Kings just trying killing each other. It's their defense, I think, is the Oh my god. When I look at it, yeah, like there's just money thrown everywhere that it doesn't really contribute to anything. It's just you lost the services of, of peak 
Seabrook, and you lost Yarmuson. And but you're still paying Calvin Dahan, Connor Murphy, Nikita Zadorov. I can't believe they let Slater Cuckoo walk. That was just really unfortunate. Yeah, that was surprising to me. He was like, I mean, like no, I'm I, making a joke. Okay. Oh, for me, I like I'm not being I'm like, serious. He, he, like, like he he didn't live up to being tenth overall, two thousand and twelve. But he at least remodeled himself as like a very dependable, like left side, like third pairing guy that could be in your lineup every day. He did what Zach Bogosian did. Yeah, yeah, basically. But you know, Zach Bogosian's a he is a favorite of the show so you know he can't no one compares to him right. uh, i think we'll leave it there for today then uh, uh, do you want to talk about the players are the league asking for 13 percent deferral because i have an opinion on it i just feel like it's unpopular okay all right okay. going with the ontario tax okay um <laughs> just the thing is okay here's here's what i'll, I'll say and I'll, I'll give it over to you I just want players to get as much money as possible. Yeah. It's more than just the rich dudes. Like, I'm not going to lie. Is it the worst thing that Carey Price isn't going to make $13 million? You know, the guy's made, the guy's contract is like $80, $90 million and he gets sponsorships. I just hate if you're ever taking away from the likes of a guy, I'll just throw Brandon, like somebody who is not in the league, like for 82 games of a year, who's going to be in the NHL traveling. I hate it for that guy. Absolutely. Um, but he's going to get that money eventually. No, no, I understand. Like it's, I say it's unpopular because I think everyone is on board of saying, screw the league, screw the league. But I think in, in the light of baseball asking for prorated contracts, the fact that the league's only asking for the money to be deferred, like let's take a step back. Um, Mm -hmm. Despite, I, I think Gar- obviously Gary Bettman wants to play, but I think secretly there are owners who are who are saying, for especially the ones who don't own the stadium, saying, "Well, if we don't play, I don't have to. I I I break not you don't necessarily break even, but you're cutting your losses by much more than playing with no fans in the stand." Twenty twenty three teams, we're losing even more money, sir. Right, so. I, I think both sides want to play. I think it was a really, on one hand, I think it's a really poor move from the NHL now saying, Hey, can we defer 13 more percent? I think if you want, like you should have known that this situation wasn't going to get any better by December or January. The retro jerseys were not enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I we overestimated them. I think I think the league had to have known that. I mean, I was saying it yesterday. Like I don't understand why there is no proper plan for lockdowns or whatever from the government. We knew from March that there was going to be an issue in no- October, November, December. To to be confused is is unacceptable in my eyes. But on on every end, federal, provincial, whatever. And the same goes here. Like you you can't sign a deal in June and now say you want more money, like you want more money deferred. You should have known that this was going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think the player, like I'm, I'm glad the players are eventually going to get that money. Yeah. Like that's what the, the good thing out of this is. Uh, I, 
I'm still interested. To have, have, I don't think there's there's been anything exact about if they do play 50 games, do they get the full salary of an 82 game? Because if you start saying no, I imagine NHLers are going to start getting a little miffed off, especially with the deferrals. And you look at the LB and it's like, they got paid. Fred Van Viet pro, just got Pro-rated, right? So I, I th- this is my understanding of it, is that right now they're going to get paid 72% of their current salary, 20% is escrow. And then 10% of that 80% is going to be deferred, which okay. means they're going to get this money eventually. All right. Now what they're asking for is 13 more percent is going to be deferred. So eventually they're going to get this money. Yeah. That's my understanding of it. Barring actual catastrophes. Mm-hmm. But is there a guarantee that it will be that 70 odd percent? Like, let's say, yeah, like- that's my understanding of okay. it. Okay. And that's what I'm wondering about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not prorated. Like, it's not like what was going on. My understanding of the MLB is that it was prorated. So, like, you know how William Nylander's contract skyrocketed in the first year because it was prorated? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. because they're playing less games, it's not going to be, it, I don't think yeah. it's going to be prorated. He's like his cap, it was eleven million dollars for one season. Yeah, like but like, apparently everyone still thinks he's making eleven million dollars. People are confused. But it's what, like six point? It's six point nine. Six point nine. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's my opinion on that. Okay. All I gotta say for it is yeah. another indication that you know we can never predict when these things happen. That you know suspense sports for so long and you know really kind of magnify a lot of things that you know you kind of have to deal with when i think about the nhl where i think this is just an indication that you know you when you mentioned the mlb when she when you mentioned the nba it's just you know you got we got to grow the game even more like i think that a big thing is for us as being canadian it's it's still fixated on the thing that you know it's our national sports or it's part of our national identity kind of thing but you know not just where the teams were this like there's teams in the cities but also like you know in the u.s so we like the game has to grow yeah because it's stagnating a bit like from what i've like also i'm doing this for an assignment but for professors i've i've spoken to like sports psychologists you know like it's a good thing for us the toronto raptors winning the nba the nba championship it's not good for hockey oh god no yeah so that just leave it there we're like that's that's just been the contrast the last two years yeah uh for sure shout out to professor stacy lorenz university of alberta continues to help me in my assignments what a nice lady it's a guy oh what's what's his name again its first name is stacy oh okay oh so it's just okay i shouldn't Mm -hmm. assume that i'm sorry no problem Um, all right uh, I think, yeah, that's everything for today. Not a bad episode. Not a bad Pretty episode. Good. Maybe um, we're getting close to maybe needing Bizarre Adventures, though. <laughs> Are we? Real maybe. I don't know. What I don't know. That'd be fun. <laughs> I, I've, I have a feeling once they get everything sorted out in terms of when they're playing, I think we're going to have... A lot, not maybe not a lot more. We're gonna have more to talk about. I mean, we have the real juniors coming up. That is, yeah, but that is true. For, like, Unless that gets canceled. Oh God, I hope. Not. Oh my gosh. Sorry. God, I hope not. I I, I, I couldn't. I would not be able to bring myself onto this show. Man, 
I, I really hope because, man, Caulfield, he hasn't scored a goal, but he's been playing unreal in Wisconsin. And I apparently, because he got to go to the U.S. camp, obviously. Yeah. Play. Mm. And I would be really excited to see him in the World Junior sweater again and really, hopefully, like properly utilized. Yeah. Really also, I can't some, wait to watch the Russian team. Something I kind of thought of too, and you know, I'm doing another shout out right now. <laughs> okay. To Lucas Weiss on Twitter. Yeah. And he's the one who mentioned it. And a big thing that they still are hoping for is the CIS versus the Real Junior Camp Challenge. Because that's a huge thing with Hockey Canada's partnership with university sports mm-hmm. in Canada. Are they going to do that? Because like my understanding is all U sports have like were canceled for the year. And then there was something going, there was some type of tournament going on in BC. And I heard it that was canceled as well. And Steiner yeah. needs to go. Yeah. And what? And Oh, yeah, um, yeah. One thing, um, I remember it was a proposal. They don't know if it's confirmed yet, but they're not doing what they used to do. It used to be a CIS, or not CIS anymore. It used to, it used to be a U Sports All-Star team against the World Junior Selection Camp. They're okay. not doing that anymore because there's so many teams that are, so many universities that are not, like including Ryerson, that are not playing this year. So I think it's specific teams that they might get around BC or like Quebec or the Atlantic um, provinces because they're, places that are still attempting to play games in a bubble. So it's a specific specific team from one school that will go against like the real juniors. If I am Sportsnet or TSN and that happens, I jump on that so quickly. Yeah. I am so tired of watching NHL rewinds. I believe it's, yeah, it's TSN. They have like the exclusive rights to the real juniors. Um, well, and they better show this game. Okay. I think we're good then. Um, if you enjoyed the show, which of course you did. Be sure to check out the YouTube version for a video experience of the podcast. The link will be in the description. Um, you can see our beautiful faces and how my lighting changes episode from episode. Like in a warm and cold light at the same time. I don't know how. Gary Gould will be so disappointed. <laughs> I think both, all well, three of us, to be honest. If you're glistening, then no one's listening. Luckily, I'm not, I'm not at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Are you looking fabulous? I think okay. we're all fabulous. Yeah, well, some more yeah. than others, and I'm just at the pinnacle of all this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you enjoy, you know, on iTunes, give us five stars, leave a review. Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're going to be on it. So, you know, damn right, it. we will be. Uh, shout out to VoiceEd for always being a fantastic platform for the show. Check out my YouTube channel for your Habs needs. Check out Alex's blog. Check out all of Daniel's stuff for the Ryersonian. Um, yeah, we're Team Ryersonian, not not my opener here. Well, for now. Okay. For now? You know, I'm only with the Ryersonian until uh, December, until the end of December. Okay, well, as of as of November 21st, 2020, hopefully you didn't hear that. Ding. We of, all heard it. As of November 22, 2021, oh, yeah. we are pro Ryersonian, subject to change. <laughs> Subject to change. When does the semester end? Great question. December something. Fifth or something? Seventh, maybe? I don't know. We just want the semester to end. I'd like to to get a grade back. (laughs) Mm. uh, Professor would just make jokes about Uh, about, about uh, one grade and everything all semester. 
and an eight-page research essay due and no proposal back. There's a part of me that really wants to know if this, if your professor listens to the podcast, because that would be hilarious. I don't I don't think that that particular professor. He's not a hockey guy. He is, I, from what I can tell, that this professor does not seem like a hockey. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's funny. This professor is a very nice professor. Mm-hmm. Is he a cool guy? Great person. It's a no, fun so guy. I, I'm not even trying to mention ed- any detail. And Alex keeps going. So tell me about the dude. <laughs> this person's a very good professor, very enthusiastic, knows what they are talking about in their subject. Yeah. It's just I what want, subject? I need a, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I just need a great back professor so badly. Professor, what? what's his name? Professor Sin. <laughs> Hey, Daniel said we have to ask the hard-hitting questions, right? I know. So I'm asking the hard-hitting questions here. All right. Um, I'm going. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye.